Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Folks, we're teetering on what could be an economic meltdown, threatening to wash away our savings and retirement. Inflation has surged to levels unseen in 40 years. Gold is the smartest and most responsible investment you can make for you and your family in times like these. A safe haven asset that protects your purchasing power and your wallet from inflation. When it comes to protecting your IRA or 401k, trust only the best. My friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold has earned the highest trust ratings in the precious metals industry and builds relationships based on integrity, expertise, and impeccable service. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithlou.com today or give them a call at 844-6484-LOU. Don't wait. Take control of your retirement today. Call 844-6484. 84-L-O-U and speak with one of their experts. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithlou.com or call 844-648-4LOU. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs. Welcome to The Great America Show. It is great to have you with us. The Republicans in the House holding on to a majority by a slender thread after a series of events this week. The expulsion of George Santos, the soon-to-be departure of Bill Johnson, who's taking a job as president of Youngstown State University, and now former Speaker Kevin McCarthy announcing he will leave at the end of the year. He never seemed to quite get over getting fired. Congressman Matt Gates, who led the efforts to have McCarthy fired, took to his ex account the other day to get one last jab at McCarthy, telling the former speaker that Nancy Pelosi at least had the guts to serve out her term after losing control of the House. I don't know anyone else who would just say, well, if I can't run the place, I'm going to leave. Nancy Pelosi, for all her flaws, and there are many, she at least stuck around. She didn't hurt her team by saying, well, if I can't be the quarterback, I'm just going to take the ball and go home. That seems to be what we're getting from Kevin McCarthy. This is not an act of patriotism or moving on to the next fight. It is an act of abject selfishness. And it is revealing that if Kevin McCarthy can't swing the gavel and be in charge and make the decisions, that he's not willing to be a team player. For all the criticism I've received about not being a team player, I'm here. I'm doing the work. I'm taking votes. And the Republican establishment might not like how I vote all the time, but I'm not facilitating a path to hand power to the Democrats. That would be more in line with what we see from the former speaker who is on his way out the door. Well, we often talk about the Republican Party and its many fractures. It seems the talk never ends, whether about the weak-kneed rhinos who oppose a Biden impeachment or most recently expelling Congressman George Santos without due process. It is simply an expression of a huge problem within the Republican conference. The Marxist dim supreme, that is President Joe Biden, his approval rating has hit a brand new low. 
How much lower can it go, really? According to a new CNN poll, Biden's approval rating in November was 37%, down two points since October, the lowest since he assumed office in 2021. And his polling on voters' top issue, that is the economy, not much better, coming in at 33%. The man is absolutely struggling, cognitively, physically, and in the polls. Well, our guest today is Kyle Rittenhouse. In August of 2020, when Kyle was 17 years old, his life changed forever. Black Lives Matter and Antifa rioting in the summer of love all across the country, costing America hundreds of millions of dollars as they burned down buildings, destroyed cities, all over the death of George Floyd. On August 25th of that summer, in the midst of protests and riots that got out of hand, Kyle had to defend himself. He shot three men, killing two of them, as he was on an armed citizen's peacekeeping watch in Kenosha, Wisconsin. He was acquitted, but his life, he says, will never be the same. And Kyle is with us here today. Kyle, I have to say it's great to have you with us here, young man, and to uh, to have you on the show and to talk about your life since, well, 2020, and frankly, the country's life as well. I'm thrilled you've come out with a new book. It's called Acquitted Folks. It's available for pre-order at RittenhouseBook.com. I want to get that out there right away, RittenhouseBook.com. And I think people are going to really support your book. I think learn a lot from it. We recommend it to you highly, folks. Let's turn to, right now, what is probably on the minds of most of our audience. Just what is a 20-year-old Kyle Rittenhouse doing after the past three years right now? Well, I work uh, nine to five, um, wake up in the morning, go to work. Right now, I'm on a little bit of a media tour, um, helping promote my book. Um, You can get that book at RittenhouseBook.com. It's available for pre-order today. That's what I'm doing. I'm just trying to um, live as normal as a life as possible. And how normal would you say your life is? Not very normal. Um, I would say it's not very normal. It's hard to go out. Um, I get recognized a lot. I get a lot of people that want to take pictures with me. I get a lot of messages on social media, death threats, and a bunch of other um, type of messages of people saying, hey, we're going to come find you. We know where you're at, stalker type stuff. Um, That's just some of the stuff I deal with on a daily basis, and I don't think that's a normal thing I deal with. No, it really isn't. It, it really isn't normal. And, uh, and I suspect it's about as normal as it's going to be for you uh, through your life. Uh, but, you know, I, I think also on the positive side, you're running into a lot of very good people, uh, patriots, uh, good Americans, working men and women and their families, uh, a community uh, wherever you are that I think will embrace you. In most cases, uh, there are exceptions, and usually those are in big cities, And as we all know. Have you found that to be your experience? Oh, Absolutely. I've found a lot of support and a lot of great patriots I've met. I've made a lot of good friends through this whole ordeal. And it's taught me who to really trust and who I can count on when I need to count on somebody. That's one of the toughest lessons for anybody in life to learn, anyone, irrespective of uh, their experiences. Uh, Trust is a huge issue in our society right now. Uh, It's very difficult for any of us to trust anyone right now. Uh, Would you agree with that? 
A hundred percent. Absolutely. Um, everybody has an ulterior, ulterior motive and you don't know what that motive is. You don't know if they just really genuinely want to support you or if they want to make money off of you or what. Right. And, and, and the idea that uh, there is so little trust and it's getting worse year by year during the pandemic, uh, everyone was uh, more insular, our, our kids in schools. Uh, I, I mean, the teachers unions have so much to, to answer for the Marxist Dems the, that run the Democrat party have so much to answer for because the impact of that is going to be lasting for, for these kids who were in school at that point through, it's going to take them a long time to catch up. I'll put it that way. But I think it's also going to take time for American society to catch up with where it was before then as well. Uh, we went through in 2020, as you well know, uh, a devastating period in this country's history, and it's it's ignored. We have election that we're called election deniers because the election was rigged. But no one wants to talk about Antifa, BLM, the summer of love, the rioting, the arson, the protests and demonstrations. It's as if that was that was the strategy by the Marxist Dems for a six, seven month period. That goes away and up comes the next level of uh, agitation uh, and provocative, provocative uh, conduct on the part of the left, uh, including murders and riots and and burning buildings uh, to the ground. Uh, your thoughts about that period and how much of it stays with you? Well, absolutely. Um, 2020 was a very difficult year for all of us. Um, I was forced to defend myself against the rioters, people trying to kill me, people who threatened to kill me. But I also see the effects that it had on our country of what happened in Minnesota, what happened in Wisconsin, Chicago, New York, Washington, of these cities just being torched and burned down. Look at Seattle, uh, Portland, for an example. You can't even go to Portland anymore because they look for an excuse to riot for almost anything. It's just, it's, it's not. I'm sorry, go ahead. It's not the same world that I grew up in. It's not the world to where you could actually walk down the street and not have to worry if a riot's going to kick off. Yeah, it, it's hard to believe sometimes it's the same country. Uh, it, it's difficult for all of us, in particular folks uh, in my generation, uh, baby boomers who have seen uh, so much over the course of their lives. Uh, to see this particular moment is is disappointing. Uh, it's sickening to, in point of fact, and to look at a government that is so divided over basic things like the Constitution. Uh, your, give us your sense uh, from that night uh, back in August uh, of 2020, uh, what, you, uh, what you've learned in just those few years that you've traveled, because it is, it's been a remarkable journey that you've been on. Oh, absolutely. I'm still, I'm still growing up. I'm still learning. I'm only 20 years old. Um, some of the lessons I have learned is one, don't trust, don't trust anybody you just met that comes out and promises you the world because most likely they aren't going to give you the world if they promise it. Um, a lot of politicians, they're only telling you what you want to hear, but then you look at their voting records, you look at their voting history of what they voted on and the bills they supported and they suck. Um, a lot of people, enjoy being told like i'm gonna do this that and that 
for to help you. And then you look and you see they voted, oh, well, if you read this bill, it really supported banning that. And it does this and it takes away that right. Not a lot of people want to look into that or do the hard research. Yeah, it's true. And covering, by the way, those folks you're talking about for a, for a good long while now, uh, as a journalist of one sort or the other, I, I can tell you, it's not getting any better. It didn't start. <laughs> we didn't start in very good shape, but it actually did get worse. Uh, we're talking with Kyle Rittenhouse, and uh, he's got a brand new book. It's acquitted. We recommend it to you highly. We're going to take a quick commercial break. And we'll talk about the lasting impressions of 2020 with Kyle Rittenhouse, the impact on his life. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low and high profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. We're back now talking with Kyle Rittenhouse, and he has a new book, Acquitted. We recommend it, as I said, highly to you. And Kyle, the book, you're 20 years old. You've you have seen a lot, and you've experienced a lot, and uh, you've been beat up pretty good at various points, uh, put in situations that no one would envy, uh, including having to defend yourself in the midst of a riot, uh, or in court, for that matter. Give us your sense in the book, the reason for writing it uh, and the point that you want to make with it. Well, Lou, there was just so many stories about me that weren't true. Um, there was media stories that people were believing in and just people were saying things that were just false. And I just wanted to come out there and set the record straight. A lot of people say that I grew up um, privileged and I had everything handed to me, which is just not true. I grew up in government subsidized housing and homeless with a mom working 80 hours a week to put food on the table and having a drug addict dad. It wasn't easy to grow up. Well, that's, a, you know, I think that right now there are people saying, my gosh, I had no idea. Uh, because they assumed a middle class uh, life for you uh, uh, out in the, the Midwest uh, and would have, I, I would guess, and I'll speak only for myself, I would never have guessed that was your background. Uh, but I know it's often hard to guess backgrounds, but uh, even harder when the national left wing media goes after a narrative and wants to identify you uh, for that narrative. And certainly that was, you know, if that had come out uh, largely and brightly in the moment uh, in 2020, 
I think history would have been a little different for Kyle Rittenhouse. I think you wouldn't have had quite the same time, uh, same treatment. Uh, do you? I don't know. I I don't know how it would have treated. I the treatment would have been. I know the government, the prosecuting agency, knew that I wasn't rich and that I grew up on government subsidized housing. They knew my entire background. Mm-hmm. The media could have figured it out. It's not that hard to figure out that my dad was a drug addict if you just do a simple background check. Right. Well, what I when I was when I said it would have been different. I'm talking about if people had known that. Uh, we now know what the government chooses to let the American people know is uh, very seldom the truth and very seldom even remotely motivated uh, by the by the public interest. Uh, your thoughts about, do you get into this in the book, your view about what the role of government and the way government has treated you and those you care about? I don't get too much into it. I talk a little bit about political persecution and how, like, I was, I spent 87 days in jail um, for defending myself and how I was put on trial for also defending myself. And I talk a little bit about that and how it was a scary, dark time in my life. Hey, are, are you over it? Does, does the pain still stay with you? Absolutely. I have nightmares almost every night about it. And there's nights where it'll be a good night. There's nights where it'll be a bad night. But the fight still isn't over. I'm facing three civil lawsuits in the Eastern District of Wisconsin. So still being sued for defending myself. That's really the way to say it, too, isn't it? You're being sued for defending yourself. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about the plaintiffs in those suits? Who are these people? who want to take another uh, pound of flesh from Kyle Rittenhouse? Well, I'm being sued by the estate of Anthony Huber, by his father, John Huber. And they're suing me for a list of things. Half the charges that they put on the complaint don't even make sense. Um, they're... I'm also, they're suing me for, I don't know why they're suing me, but it's on video that I was attacked by Anthony. He hit me in the head with a skateboard twice. Being sued by Gage Grossgroots in the Eastern District of Wisconsin as well for a bunch of other charges that don't make sense. And he's the one who pointed a gun in my face. In his complaint, it's kind of funny because in his civil lawsuit complaint, he doesn't mention the fact that he had a gun at all. There's not one mention of it. They just magically left that part out. And I think that's a pretty important part. I'm also being sued by Joseph Rosenbaum. I can't talk too much about that case at the moment, though. You're being sued by whom? Joseph Rosenbaum, the first guy who attacked me. Right. I can't talk too much about that because we're doing some investigation into that lawsuit to work on getting it dismissed. Well, it's understood. Uh, and your legal team, how do you feel about them? How how good are they? And, uh, and, and how do, good do you feel about your chances of prevailing? Well, Mark got me acquitted in the criminal trial. He's representing me in the civil, so I feel pretty good about it. Um, truth always comes to light. And no matter what happens, I know God will always be with me. And it's God's plan no matter what. You know, you just said two important words, uh, truth and God, and they go together, uh, and they're an unbeatable combination. Kyle, we're going to come right back with you, folks. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after these uh, few quick words. Stay with us. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. We're back. We're talking uh, with Kyle Rittenhouse. And Kyle, I want to just remind everybody in the audience, or or perhaps for the first time they may know this, you were acquitted in November of 2021, uh, almost a year and a half after the, the incident. Uh, President uh, Biden issued a statement saying he was angry about that innocent verdict. You were what? Were you 18 at that point? Yes, sir. I was 18. And I saw that statement. Joe Biden issued two statements. He His first statement, I think he was clueless as normal. And then his press people yelled at him. His first statement was, we must stand with the jury's decision and the verdict. And that was the correct statement that should have been stayed. And then he came out with the second statement saying he was angry and disappointed. That sort of went in the wrong order. But but as you suggest, perhaps a predictable order for President Biden. Uh, With all of this uh, going on, the media after you in every way, uh, what is your sense of where the country is headed? Uh, our media is failing us. The government is failing us. Uh, we are watching the Marxists take over. Well, the Marxist Dems and the Democratic Party and Deep State are in control of the federal government from, I mean, across the board. What are what are the odds, one, that we can get President Trump back in the White House to clean up this vast, deep mess uh, in the swamp? You know, honestly speaking, Lou, I don't know if Trump is going to get back in the White House. I think that our political system is so rigged and there's just so many things that that you see what they're doing to him right now. They're putting him on trial right now. And I know God's going to stand with him, but I think a jury is going to be so scared to acquit him. I think the judges are going to drown him in legal legal bills and. I think they're going to try to throw him in prison. I don't know how that'll work with the former president being put in prison, but I just don't see. I try to find a little bit of hope, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's very difficult where you see the political atmosphere we're in. I don't think it's going to be easy for President Trump or a concert or any conservative to win this election. Well, I have to say, I, I agree with you about my concerns that he can be elected in a in a country that permits a president to be politically persecuted for eight years with not one finding of wrongdoing against him at any one point, and all of it motivated by uh, that president's uh, political enemies uh, and and opposition, the the Democrat Party, uh, the deep state. And to to imagine that this that the Marxist Dems won't try to rig this election in every way possible, I just can't get there. I think 
for them, it's a 24-7 enterprise to protect Joe Biden so that they can protect their power that they hold over the federal government, uh, our, our Congress, our, our, our Senate. Uh, one way or another, the Dems are winning out, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. And this is an unpopular belief, but I think the Democrats, specifically Joe Biden, is trying to drive us into a state of war. We already see that with Israel and Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're trying to drive us into a state of war with someone just so they can be like, oh, we can't have a presidential election. It's not safe to go outside. President Biden, president, four more years. One of the one of the things that people were talking about is sort of sardonically, sarcastically, but Biden was very upset with the Israel war uh, because that was taking attention away from his preferred war, which was Ukraine. I I have to say, to listen to people like the Lloyd Austin, the Secretary of Defense, admonishing Israel for the way it's fighting a war to save that nation uh, after being attacked brutally uh, by Hamas on October 7th. And and this idiot that we have as Secretary of Defense is telling them that they're making strategic uh, mistakes and doing so in public. I haven't heard him say anything to the Ukrainians, have you? Don't you find it interesting the way things mix and match for this Biden regime? Uh, it's It's outrageous. Absolutely. I see a lot of things with the Israel-Palestinian um, war the Hama, against the Hamas, um, and I just can't see how anybody can come to the defense of these terrorists who are killing innocent Israelis. They On October 7th, they came over and they killed a bunch of innocent people. They stormed their houses. They killed their children, and Israel took a stand back, and they're defending their country and their nation. If if Palestine just called a ceasefire, this war would be over and Israel would stop defending itself. It, it is truly uh, amazing to watch. And without comment from the national media, uh, no comment from scholars in the so-called uh, academia, the indoctrination centers that are actually that uh, we call often colleges and universities. It's a shame that the, what has happened there as well. Uh, we wish you all the very best, Kyle. I hope you will come back. We wish you the best of and talk further. Uh, and I think it's probably hard for some of the folks and, and maybe just a little bit uh, me to think I'm talking to a man who's 20 years old and who's gone through all that you have and have uh, carried yourself proudly uh, in the way anyone uh, would want uh, a young man uh, like you to carry himself and to conduct himself. Uh, you represent... Uh, you you represent, uh, in my judgment, uh, the best of youth in this country. Give me, if you will, here, we always give our guests the last words, but I, I'd like to ask you to give, give us your sense uh, of the young people, your generation right now, young Americans, and, the, and your thought about the future. Well, we can only pray for the future, and we can only pray for our youth today, including my peer group. I feel like our my peer group is absolutely corrupted into the false politics and believing, believing things that they are told and voting for politicians they shouldn't be voting for that are just going to damage our Constitution and our future. Our founding fathers were very intentional when they wrote the Constitution, and it's our duties as voters to go out there and vote for politicians who are going to protect our constitutional rights and what our founding fathers put out for our great country. Kyle Rittenhouse, his book is acquitted. 
and we recommend it to you highly. Uh, RittenhouseBooks.com. And God bless you. Thanks for being with us here today, Kyle. Thank you, Lou. Thanks, everybody, for being with us here today. Kyle Rittenhouse, quite a young man. We urge you to buy his book, Acquitted, RittenhouseBook.com. Our guest here tomorrow on The Great America Show will be Trump attorney Alina Haba. We'll be taking up, of course, the political persecution of President Trump now in its eighth year. And it doesn't show any signs of letting up, folks. Please join us for that. Thanks, everybody. God bless you. And may God bless America. America.